0: Think about all the times, especially for the married folks out there who maybe had a registry, uh, and got duplicate items, right? Those are the types of things that also happen to pop up on these used marketplace. And so in a lot of cases, we're not actually talking about used or, you know, literally like old products. We're just talking about some people who had too. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather not give it away. I'd rather Mm -hmm. maybe sell it and earn a couple hundred bucks. So that's an opportunity as well. And it's a huge, think of it as more like a secondhand marketplace. Welcome to the Rich and Regular podcast presented by Success, where we explore life at the intersection of money. I'm Julian.
1: And I'm Kirsten. And today's episode is all about buying used. Used. Yes. I like to call it previously loved, but (laughs) some people prefer used. (laughs) So
0: the word used, I don't know. A lot of things come to mind. So I don't know if they were used. So in New York, that was a clothing brand. Used? Used. Yeah, there was a clothing oh. brand called Used. So if you think about like the style now, what people are calling, you know, dingy or sort of like grunge. vintage grunge. Yeah, there was a brand called Used. And back in the day, there was another one called Damaged.
1: Jesus. Yeah, these are like New
0: York brands. There were a lot of like clothing brands. Brand it was New like right? 90s hip hop era. There was a yeah. lot of like that sort of stuff. But that, that was like a really, really big deal. And then they kind of faded out. And you had brands like Kanai and Guess, mm-hmm. And you know, 80s, 90s. Yeah, those were
1: the era. brands I was familiar with.
0: Yeah, yeah. But like more local brands, they were like damaged. used and damaged. Destroyed. Yeah, they were <laughs> it's fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it. I guarantee you there's someone in New York who's like, oh yeah, I remember that. There was a moment. You can
1: probably find it on eBay.
0: Probably. probably. I mean, that's what the episode's And about. we're going to talk about sites <laughs> like eBay. But that's not what actually triggered this particular topic, a conversation. It was at some point on our book tour. I think we were just on a high and we were just riffing a little bit. And I was like, this is interesting. It, mm. it must have been like the hotel rooms because it was a combination of things. So it was like, you know what? Like we're in a hotel room. And we don't think of this as like a used product. <laughs> no. Right? Like I'm sleeping on a used bed. Someone yes. has slept on these sheets before. Someone has yes. washed their face with this rag. This In the this shower. Towel. All of this stuff is
1: used. Well, there's reminders. I think that's what, that's probably what sparked it. Because yes. there's reminders if the room is not cleaned properly, that correct. If someone is, was here, yeah, someone was here. There's
0: a strand of hair yeah, on that's the bed not mine. that is not mine. <laughs> and <laughs> this is clearly used and there's like an ickiness to it. Yeah. But it's like an accepted icky. Mm-hmm. And it just made me think like, wow, like people in general have completely compartmentalized like where they allow or embrace the idea of something that is used or previously owned, mm-hmm. and in other parts of the light, they're like absolutely not. I yeah. would never <laughs> even think twice about doing that stuff. It's it's really really interesting. So like yeah. things like appliances, like it's like. Very few people that I know would think about a buying a used or refurbished thing. It's almost yeah. like they feel like, oh, it's just, it's just going to break on well. me. Um, you might as well just go ahead and get the thing used or new. Yeah. Or clothing. Don't even get me started on clothing like yeah. that. You would n- never consider buying used clothing. It's like, oh my gosh, it's gross. So it's like, okay, but you sleep on. <laughs> used.
1: You use a used fork every time you go to a restaurant.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> a used cup. You put it right <laughs> on your mouth every single time. Well, maybe you drink from a straw. But the point is, like, if safety is not an issue, like used really shouldn't be an issue as well. But it kind of is. So we want to talk about that because it's yeah. like really interesting, at yeah. least to us.
1: I mean, I used to be one of those people who turned their nose up at the idea of something being previously owned. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that I got it from my parents because they have an irrational fear of used cars. I'm going to talk about that later on.
0: (laughs) They do. They absolutely do. they really
1: do. But as I've gotten older, and although I'm more financially savvy as I've gotten older, I wouldn't even credit my turnaround to, to just that. I think the larger catalyst is that I'm more sensitive to consumerism than I have been before, either because it's gotten worse or I'm just old enough to be over it. Like some things just take time, which is another thing that came up in the book tour. You just start to see remixed versions of the same thing that used to be uncool, but now it's cool again. Yeah. For example, I'm watching all these fashions from the 90s and 2000s mm-hmm. come back after I've given all that stuff away. I and I like, look yeah. back at those pictures and I'm like, I look so goofy. But then the kids are walking around <laughs> looking like that. And so it's like, maybe I didn't look goofy. Yeah, I don't know. If it's not a remixed version of something old, it's like an unnecessary version of something new. Yeah, Like if my toaster were to break Today, my options are to replace it with something cheap and likely ineffective or go super high end and get something with Bluetooth and bells and whistles that Mm -hmm. I don't need. Or in the case now, we don't even have a toaster. We just bought like an air fryer that also toasts and bakes. Combination. Yeah. (laughs) Like all the functions, all the functions of the thing. (laughs) Convection, (laughs) air fryer. I just wanted to replace the $25. Point is it's just so wasteful and it is, it is becoming more visible to me.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely get that. And I, I think, you know, one of the other things that I, I think may have contributed to when I started thinking about this topic of conversation or I guess this way of thinking or purchasing things was after we'd booked our vacation. So we booked a couple of vacations actually, and we plan on taking a good bit of September off. And one of them is gonna be at this hotel with this super cool, lazy pool. If you've got kids and you're taking these vacations, you know the deal. And I was thinking, I was like, ooh, I really want to get some footage. And I was like, there's no way I'm bringing my nice camera into no. that pool. There's a market for that. And I was like, you know what? This could be an excuse or a reason for me to get a GoPro. And then I looked at some of the prices. And I was like, absolutely not. Cause I'm not, I'm not going to use it very often, or at least maybe I'm telling myself I'm going to use it, but I'm probably not. Like I was like, Oh, I can use it on my bike. And when I was like, okay, how many times but are you going to see a yeah. time lapse video of you riding your bike? You're just not going to do it. And then I was like, Duh, like I could just buy a used one or I could just rent rent one one. or I could just ask someone because I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person who bought a GoPro in anticipation of being able to use it and promise that they were going to use it several times and you just didn't. So I think the combination of all of those things, plus the travel where I was experiencing but not really having any kind of negative feeling towards using used products has made me think about it. And I was like, you know what, this is a huge opportunity for saving Mm that I think a lot of people are missing.
1: Yeah. So today we figured we'd walk you through some of the benefits of buying used, some of the things to watch out for, and what kind of questions you may want to ask yourself before you decide whether to buy new or used. Yeah. Now we've shared a few of these before, but there are some alarming stats about how much Americans own in general. So I tried to find a stat that quantifies it and found this one from 2019 that says we spend almost $1,500 a month. It's $1,497 on non-essential goods, which is basically a fancy way of saying stuff we don't need. That's $18,000 a year on things that we could actually just do without. And I'm not saying that to judge anybody. If you got the $18,000, by all means, do what you want with it. But we also know there are record levels of credit card debt and these things are ultimately non-essential. So with that said, let's start with the obvious benefit of buying used, which is saving money. This is somewhat anecdotal, but you can often find secondhand goods for upwards of like 50% off than buying new. So they're Mm -hmm. about half as much as they would be if you were buying new. And it doesn't work for all things. In fact, there are several areas where we'd say buying new is actually more optimal depending on what it is. But if you were to embrace the idea that used doesn't mean worse off right. or just bad in general and start to turn down your demand for new goods, you could really rethink and reshape your entire budget to the tune of $1,500 a month. Yeah. Maybe not all $1,500, but even five dollars or $600 a month is enough to make a significant difference in a lot of households.
0: Yeah. So I did some digging around too. And I was like, all right, what are some of the websites? Because like there were some that I knew of. And again, I don't think about this stuff. On a regular basis But in preparation For recording This podcast episode I was like "All right, I wonder What new sites There were out there Because I definitely Remember eBay Like when Back in the day Like that is the goat OG I still got
1: my eBay account Really? I sold hundreds of items When I was paying off I've
0: never sold anything On eBay I sold your stuff Yeah you're right I remember (laughs) I gave you A couple of things But it wasn't much Because you know I've always been Kind of minimalist In that way I didn't have a lot of stuff You had a whole room Full of stuff (laughs) That you needed So, okay. right moving anyway, on I'm just <laughs> um so ebay obviously you're familiar with that but i think for a lot of people like it's like worthy of reintroducing that site like it is still ticking it is still big oh yeah it's legit uh, and services. there are a lot of people yeah who use that website for buying and selling mm-hmm. that's why it was there um there are also sites like poshmark com p-o-s-h-m-a-r-k dot com which is great for things like fashion home decor beauty products i stumbled upon a couple that i'd never heard of there was one called gadget salvation hmm. which that's a really long url and obviously they sell things like gadgets i think of it more so like a micro center for those of the people oh, out yeah. there who, who may know what a micro center is it's sort of a I want to like say a step service merchandise, nice. like step aside from a Best Buy, <laughs> bringing back the service merchandise micro Center's super affordable. You can get all your electronics and stuff. Gibo, G E E B O, which is another one. Uh, I went there and it just looked like a Craigslist in color.
1: Like <laughs> Which Craigslist is still minimalist. around too?
0: Craigslist is still around, but I, you know, again, like we're talking about used, pre-loved. If you you can put some lipstick on that oh, thing, mm-hmm. and I think it has a, it softens a little bit. I think. Craigslist is is one of those places where it it just sort of (laughs) makes the the hair on the back. Only because because a couple of people have gotten killed.
1: You know, it's associated with like Craigslist killer, but. It is a still like viable. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's not on my list. But there's a reason why I was like, "Gibo, <laughs> go to Gebo. <laughs> I don't even want to click on Craigslist. Uh, apologies to anyone who might know <laughs>
1: Listen, a lot of people have gotten great things off of Craigslist.
0: Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, there's also a site called Mercari, mercar com. And the first time I'd actually ever heard of Mercari was actually in doing an interview for our book. We actually listed this site and Poshmark and a few others in a particular chapter in reference to a story of a friend of ours named Jason Butler. So shout out to Jason Butler or anyone that knows Jason who's here in Atlanta. He is like the king of this sort of thing. He is all about buying, use, finding collectibles and selling them online so that he can accelerate his debt payoff. And he's also teaching other people how to do that as well. So those are a couple, but there are two others that I think I want to mention as well. One, Facebook Marketplace. It is there. Like it is there. It's been there for a while. It is growing. I remember thinking like, oh, it seems like there's something that they're just testing out for a little bit. It's been a couple of years now. And every time I click on it, there's actually really, really cool stuff. But the big one that I think a lot of people completely overlook is Amazon. Uh You can buy used products on Amazon.com. I don't think people... Think about it that way. But even if you go back to the origin story of Amazon, where they started out with books, which brings me back to my college days. Back then, you didn't think twice. In fact, you didn't want to buy a new textbook because it was so expensive. Like You were looking for a a good used textbook, one Uh that preferably wasn't ripped up or torn apart Uh or had a bunch of notes on it. But most people were incentivized not to do that because it might actually diminish the value when they resold it back to the store. Right. So this is kind of how Amazon and a lot of these stores were sold or started and they still offer those things. It doesn't matter what you're looking Mm -hmm. for, especially if you're on desktop. I would encourage you to go there and go to the search filters Mm -hmm. and it's really all the way to the bottom and just click used or pre-owned or something like that. And you will see just those items, which are significantly less expensive than buying new. So yes. just wanted to offer up a couple of reminders of some of the older OG sites, but also that there are a lot of newer marketplaces and platforms that allow you to buy and sell pre-loved items.
1: Now, I will say with the newer marketplaces, particularly Facebook and some of the other ones that you named, there are all kind of scams yeah. to be aware of. And you can do a quick Google search. There's a Venmo Facebook marketplace scam, or you can just look up Facebook marketplace scams or, you know, Mercari scams, whatever it is. You want to be aware of these things because it's very possible to step over a dollar just to get to a dime. Yeah. So a couple of questions that you want to ask yourself before you get too excited about a deal that seems just like too good to be true. One is, am I jeopardizing my family's safety or health by making this purchasing decision? This is especially helpful for like safety gear, where the item's history determines its effectiveness. So things like helmets, Knee pads, those are really only meant to take one hit. So if they've already been used, you might not want to buy them. This is also applicable to stuff like computer software and old cell phones. You just want to make sure that there's not anything that can put your identity at risk. So first question, am I jeopardizing my family's safety or health by making this purchasing decision? Another good question to ask is, do I need specialized knowledge to evaluate the condition of this item? Typically, the more complicated an item is, the riskier it is to buy used. And so for most of the goods that require specialized knowledge, you'll see some culturally accepted or social norms that are promoted like inspections. So if you're buying a house, you know that an inspection, an appraisal is completely acceptable. Nobody's going to get offended by that. In some cases, there are regulatory norms like cars, right? You know, you have the VIN ID number so you can see that vehicle's history. With other stuff like watches, jewelry, if your seller is being a little hesitant about you wanting to authenticate or inspect that item further, that's a sign that like maybe this deal isn't for you. And then last but not least, a good question to ask yourself would be, what could go wrong and what are my options? So this question should be like a protective shield that prevents you from being reckless. Ideally, you want your worst case scenario to be, I lost some money, but I learned my lesson. Yeah, And you mitigate against that, right? That may influence how you pay, where you meet, how you inspect the item, what kind of insurance, if any, you buy against it. But always ask yourself what could go wrong and truly think of all the scenarios. And if you happen to lose money, just know that that's like the best of the worst case scenarios.
0: Yeah, yeah. I will also add don't overcomplicate it and like, Tell a friend. I was like, Hey, I bought this thing. I'm about to go to, yeah. you know, oh, this yeah. small town in the rural Turn Texas. Turn that location on. Texas chainsaw massacre situation going on. At <laughs> I'm least keep you on speaker while you. I pick yeah, it up. Yeah. I mean, do that, right? If, if it's, if you're concerned, sort of honor that gut feeling that you're yeah. sensing and make sure that you tell someone where you're going, when you're going. And if you don't hear from me, mm-hmm. like, here's what you need to do. Uh, all of that just. Get a new or used toaster. (laughs) It may not be worth it, right? Exactly. Okay, so let's switch gears for a second. I want to talk about one that I think is one of the bigger topics, just because I think it kind of taps into that ick factor that a lot of people are feeling when it comes to or experiencing some type of discomfort or unfamiliarity with buying pre-owned items. And so I want to spend some time talking about clothes, Right. So fun fact, the clothes that we wore on the cover of our book cashing out, which we got through our stylist. I cannot remember her name.
1: Holly. Holly.
0: Jeez. Holly I right. <laughs> oh, got a lot going on. Okay. I apologize. I, Hi, I know Holly, face, if you're listening. <laughs> um, and I just had a little moment. I forgot, but definitely appreciate and loved working with Holly. But I learned a lot that day, right? Because I didn't know how any of that worked, right? So we hired Holly. She showed up with a rack of like super cool Designer clothes and we had a number of different looks and I had a number of different looks at the price tag. I was like, good. <laughs> it was like $300 for like one of the t-shirts. I think the jacket was like $500 that I was wearing, like I was wearing about a couple thousand dollars worth of clothes. Mm. I do not wear that expensive clothes very often, but I share that to say, I learned that basically she has an agreement with the stores where she gets these things. We wear them for these purposes, promise not to damage them or anything like that, and then they bring it back. And it just really reminded me. It was like, oh, like these types of marketplaces already mm-hmm. exist, even at the upscale designer level. Oh, Someone's yeah. gonna buy that five hundred dollar jacket, even though I technically wore it for about half a day, or in that T shirt, or any of the other things. The jewelry that you had on, like some, none of that, we actually. Owned. It was yes. all pre-owned. So all of that to say, even at the high levels, if you're thinking, oh, this is kind of a icky thing and it's only something that people who really, you know, can't afford to buy new would get, it was like, actually, no, like at mm. every level, people are buying pre-owned or pre-used, pre-loved, whatever you want to call it, clothing.
1: Yeah. I use a subscription service every single month that allows me to pick and rent several pieces of clothing on a regular basis because clothing used to be this area that I struggled with budget-wise, but now I rent them and it allows me to spruce up my wardrobe. And as a result, I really don't have a desire to shop and own pieces unless I really, really like them. And they're really, really versatile. At the end of my rental period, to your point, the service I use allows me to buy any piece of clothing, like if I really loved it, I can buy it at a discount because it's been used, it's been worn. And so that's nice because I always have that option if I really love it. And at the beginning, when I first started using the service, I would buy a piece or two and I would be like, oh, my God, I really love this. But now I have to really love it in order to own it, because this is like why (laughs) if I can get a new one. And if I really love the piece, I can just rent it again kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah.
0: that was really cool. I'm really glad that you got into talking about the clothing and the use aspect, because, again, I think there are a lot of people who, you know, you might be a fashionista. You might really like enjoy those kinds of things. And for me, like, I don't consider myself one of those kinds of people, but. I think when you are unfamiliar with it, like you don't even know that any of these other options Mm -hmm. do exist. And I actually think it makes wearing clothes and trying new things that actually makes it a little bit more enjoyable. So I'm cool. All right. I want to make another quick little observation because, again, like this is really, (laughs) really, really interesting. So we talked about clothes. We talked about some of the platforms. I want to talk about things like furniture, because what I also thought was interesting is that. In a lot of the restaurants that we go to or the hotels and those kinds of things, a lot of the furniture that you're seeing is used. Mm -hmm. A lot of the furniture that you're seeing in almost every restaurant, like it's very little new furniture being made. And if you think about it, like restaurants open and close all the time that clothes gets basically sold to like these depots and then people who are looking to open restaurants, super cost conscious, basically go to those places, refurbish it, and then there you have it. Those are your booths. Aww. Those are your tables. It's not like when a restaurant closes, that stuff gets destroyed. Right? Yeah, it's
1: still got good bones. It's you still, can replace the works. upholstery
0: yeah. and still use the booth. Furniture, appliances, equipment, etc. So again, there are parts of our day-to-day lives that we experience and engage and use Pre-owned products all the time. But when it comes to our homes, it's almost like we just block it off. It's like, nope, I gotta own it new. I gotta buy new. And it's like, well, why don't people buy used furniture? Right? Like you, why would you not buy, like, why would you be so comfortable spending hundreds of dollars to sleep in a pre-used bed, but not consider buying a pre-owned mattress?
1: Is that a direct question? I'm just saying. (laughs) I personally would not buy a pre-owned mattress, I don't think. But I would buy a pre-owned bed. Yeah. For sure.
0: A a bed for sure, right? I mean, it's literally just a piece of wood. (laughs) with some upholstery and fabric and maybe some padding and some designing. Like these are all things that you can buy, use. So a couple of the websites. Again, we spoke about eBay, but there's another one that I'd never heard of until today. It's called Mm OfferUp.com, which is apparently a pretty popular website. I went on there and I was like, let me just see what the difference is. And I was like, oh, wow. Like if you like shoes, like I saw a pair of Yeezys, like them big weird intergalactic looking these <laughs> The marshmallow one? The, they, it was more like a melted alien marshmallow. I didn't know <laughs> what it was, but it was like 35 bucks. And I was like, wow, what does this actually run for? And I was like, oh, they go for like 150 to $300. I would never pay that much for those shoes. But, you know, if you wanted <laughs> to wear some funky alien shoes, you can do that. And maybe smarter for you to just go ahead and buy it used. Yeah, If you're a classic shoe collector, I also saw some Jordan 1 Retro's And I was like, I know these are, you know, hard to find. And they were like 180 bucks, which they normally go for. I mean, I think I saw it and it was like over five hundred dollars for some of those shoes. So it was really, really interesting. And then they had a lot of the other typical stuff like camera gear, electronics and baby supplies. But the point is, there's just an increasingly high number of these sites. It's far more common than you may be thinking. And it's definitely something that I think people should be. Considering as they're out here looking to buy things that they wouldn't normally consider.
1: And this actually leads to another watch out, because when I was a student, I used to order from Offer Up all the time. And I mm. will say the majority of stuff on there is fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Fake. Yeah. They're really good replicas, like okay. really good replicas and a great alternative from like sorting through the same thing on Canal Street or in some back alley <laughs> in a bustling city. Yeah. But if the item you're looking to buy is a used luxury item or something that has a limited release like Jordans or Yeezy, you should probably try shopping from places that offer authentication services like the Real Real hmm. or ensure that the seller has used an authentication service which they can do on their own. Whenever you buy designer bags or clothes or shoes, ideally you're hoping for an investment. Those items tend to retain or increase in value over the years, but not if they're fake. So... authenticators know how to look for the workmanship things like flawless seams, symmetry they also are experts in logo placement smells like you'll see at like the stock x nike although there's some drama about stock x authentication but like they'll smell the shoe because there's a certain smell that comes from nike factories that can't be replicated right wow. labels documentation they know all the stuff that designers use so it's a really important step and you don't want to be so stuck on this idea of getting a deal unless you know that it's a real uh bars piece <laughs> like you i know i too would get excited about 39 nine dollar yeezys but those will likely melt if you are in too hot of a, <laughs> an amusement park so i would just be cautious maybe get it for your kids i mean they them look the face pre-mounted
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's might be what the, what they're looking for because they look <laughs> go to
1: offer up for your kid shoes just yeah, don't be your mad kid won't know the difference well they're gonna fall apart but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i think that's a fair critique and warning so thank you for that i'm learning something as well and I, i'm willing to bet that like one bad experience with a site like that probably sets the tone oh, yeah. for how you would consider or evaluate like buying used uh, products as a whole. So I think that's really important. I guess I would add to that. There are a couple other layers, just reminders, things that you can do to protect yourself. If your concern is fraud, then obviously using a credit card with a good warranty program may be a great way to start. We're big fans of American Express. They're well known for having really great customer service and a really strong uh, built in warranty policy. Obviously, uh, it varies depending on the degree of card that you get, but their baseline levels of service around those kinds of issues are really helpful. What not to do, I would say, is if you're buying used and doing it for the first time and still spending a good bit of money, even though it may be less expensive than buying new, is not using a debit card. Right, The last thing you want to do if you're concerned about whether or not you should be shopping or buying something is giving Direct access to your checking account and running the risk of fraud or getting hacked or someone stealing your credentials or card information. You don't want to do that. And again, you don't really get like any sort of protections from the banks. That's not really what debit cards Mm -hmm. are for. And the other option I would say is options like PayPal. Now, I don't believe all of these sites use PayPal. I think when I looked on OfferUp, they actually didn't accept PayPal, but there are a couple of them, I believe, do and give you the ability to do that. Similar to Amex, PayPal has really great purchase protection and fraud protection sort of rolled into the services. They offer uh, the ability for you to sort of resolve um, or to make disputes as well. In the event you did buy something and it was sent to you and it was damaged or something something like that. So there are other things that you can do um, from the point of purchase or as you're thinking about the form of purchase that might be able to protect you if you have any concerns about the quality of the types of products that you may be buying.
1: Yep. So one last thing that I'll say on clothes, and this may merit a separate episode altogether, is that I came across a bit of research while prepping for this episode about Americans that are running out of space in their closets. <laughs> and it cited a 2021 survey insight that said only 14% of people were completely satisfied with what was in Their closets, right? Hmm. So everybody is running out of space, but only 14% of people actually like what they have in their closets. Everyone wanted to get rid of a few things or had recently done so. But at the same time, our country's appetite for new clothes has grown tremendously over the last 20 years Mm -hmm. as clothes have gotten cheaper and fashion marketing has gotten kind of ubiquitous. It's everywhere. You don't even know that it's marketing, but that's what it is. So the article is talking about textile waste and how modern of a problem it is, even with all of the purging and reusing 80 percent of the stuff that gets donated actually isn't getting sold. It's either thrown away or exported to countries who may not have the means to handle it either. Hmm. So before we move on to the next topic, I just want to say the next time you clean out your closet, one of the best things you can do is to not fill it up again. Right. Adopting a minimalist wardrobe with a couple of high end pieces, hopefully authenticated that are kind of made for a duration, aren't going to melt on you or <laughs> fall apart at the seams, can be altered based on your changing body is a great way to kind of mitigate these future headaches. Yeah. So. Just a little PSA, not trying to guilt you out of buying your new clothes, but at the same time, yeah, you'll probably get rid of them in like another year or two. Yeah, so. no, that's, that's, that's <laughs> invest.
0: great. And I will also add to that, right? I'm not an expert in sustainability or environmentalism, but there's also the added benefit of sort of minimizing the impact. You spoke a little bit about waste, uh, but like that's one of the other justifiable reasons of why people should consider buying used or pre-loved, pre-owned, whatever you want to call it. Uh, because again, like a lot of this stuff just contributes to harming the environment. So there's that. I wanna switch gears. Speaking of harm in the environment, let's talk about cars. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about uh, buying used cars. Uh, because I get the impression that there are plenty of people who still hold on to these really firm beliefs. You spoke a little bit about your parents and mm-hmm. they are definitely one of the people that I would think about. Like if I were trying to think about like who has very strong beliefs oh, yeah. about buying new, like they would not even consider I think hell would freeze over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would have to freeze over before your parents thought about buying you.
1: And they're like, not alone. They are not alone. There are a lot of people with like true car phobias. Yeah. Probably because of a bad experience. Or I they think know that's somebody what it is. Una- too many scary movies. I feel
0: like back in the day, there was a time and where, where the idea of like buying a lemon was like financially devastating. Which it makes disruptive.
1: sense. If you grew up without mobile phones, yep. you would be stuck on the side of the road for yeah. like... Hours and hours and hours hoping for a good Samaritan to bring you like a bucket of gas or whatever you needed. Yeah. Now, Uh, not so much, but maybe depending on where you live.
0: But it definitely has shaped, to your point, like the way that certain generations think about buying users, especially as it relates to cars. So I want to go ahead and address one of the biggest underlying reasons that I think might be shaping why people would never or not consider buying use and it's around reliability, right? Oh. There's like this idea that if it's used it's you know it's it's like literally it just like makes people think that oh this is a a, a lemon and uh-huh. you know it's it's going to work for a little bit but then that one morning you're uh-huh. ready to go to work and it's going to break down so i went to carfax.com to see what they had to say about buying used versus new and I upon uh, some really interesting information they basically had an entire article that spoke about that and with respect to reliability they said and i'm just going to read the quote here that the maintenance and the repair costs for a gently used car Right is literally about the same as a new car. And this is directly coming from Carfax. I'm going to read an actual quote here. It says, the used car's lower price and slower depreciation will more than outweigh any advantage the new car has in terms of repairs. That means the overall cost of the new car will still be higher than the cost of a used car. It isn't until a vehicle gets well into its life cycle that the big ticket maintenance items like timing belts or brake rotors need to be replace. But again, the low price of older vehicles can balance out the cost of maintenance. So all of that to say, in addition to what most people know, which is that when you buy a new car, as soon as you drive that thing off the lot, it's going to lose significant degrees of its market value. I think when I looked on the website, it said new cars lose as much as 10% of their value in the first month and as much as 20% after the first year. So the combination of that insight coupled with the understanding, Hopefully we've clarified it, that used cars or the cost of maintaining used cars versus new cars is pretty much a wash. It's Mm -hmm. just about the same thing. Hopefully that's enough to help anyone who's willing to think rationally about buying used versus new to at least consider making a more affordable option.
1: Yeah. And speaking of rational, I know that buying used now isn't what it used to be. I looked it up. The median price for a used car has actually jumped 40% in the last year, but that was because of these freak market conditions and supply chain disruptions. J.D. Power, which is a consumer analyst, has already said that they expect it to continue through the year, but production should begin recovering towards the end of the year, early 2023 and should stabilize the pricing. So for those in the car market, plan ahead. If you have a vehicle that you're planning to trade in, try to keep this timing in mind, not saying you should time the market, try to time the market. We know that doesn't work. But if there are creative ways where you can go ahead and sell high and then buy lower later, you could explore them. Yep. Can you adjust to being a one car household for a couple of months? Maybe. Can you borrow a car for a little while through services like Turo? Can you rent from a car rental company? Can you Uber places? Can you walk, bike? Just worth looking at. You know, maybe it makes more sense to go ahead and trade in your vehicle and buy something later when the prices come down. You also want to determine how much you can spend and shop around for the best deal from dealerships and private sellers. Because of these market conditions, a lot of people have started selling their cars privately. You'll see them parked at the ends of driveways. You can go on these sites that Julian mentioned, and there are people selling their cars As well as their Yeezys and their Jordans and any other thing that you want. So I would use this time as the prices stabilize if you can hold out to continue to save so that you can avoid these long term loans. Recently, I've seen loans as long as 84 months, which is fairly new. I don't remember being offered 84 month financing when I was buying a car, but of course that was, you know, 16 years ago, Yeah, you may, you may have a different memory since you just bought one a couple of years ago, but anything that is a long loan term does lower your monthly payments, but it usually comes with higher overall costs due to the financing. So use the extra time to just add some cushion to your budget. Go ahead and pre-save for maintenance and gas and all the things that come with it. And then buy when prices start to stabilize, because although this feels odd to say that used cars are cheaper right now, as a general matter, <laughs> used cars are cheaper.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if you're still on the fence, there are still other things that you can do to help kind of calm some of the concerns about potentially buying a lemon. You can buy an extended warranty, uh, especially if the original warranty may be voided or expired. You can do things like buy a service plan, which most of these companies love rolling in a service plan. Oh, just bring it in. You don't even have to worry about it. Yeah, we
1: prepaid for your service that that you may not need. I do not recommend
0: (laughs) <laughs> um, You can buy certified pre-owned vehicles. Uh, that's yeah. always helpful is to ensure that the vehicle that you're buying went through an in-depth inspection before it was resold to you. Uh, and you can also go as far as going to websites like bumper.com, which I just learned about. Bumper.com is a website where you can basically punch in the VIN number. Uh, I think you can do this with Carfax where they provide these kinds of reports as well. Oh, but right. if you're not buying through Carfax, you can go to bumper.com, type in the VIN number, and it basically gives you... The in depth history so that you understand how many times the car has changed ownership, how many accidents the car may have been in, so that you can make a more uh, informed decision.
1: Yeah, great stuff. Yep. I love this topic because it's like a double whammy for personal finances and like larger tree hugging sustainability efforts. Yeah. It's like a, it's just a good feeling.
0: Yeah. And I think it's again, it's something that I think a lot of people have probably just not thought about. Right. Yeah. When I think about the people who say like, oh there's, was so easy there's to not much room for me to save money. It's like actually like imagine a world where you just committed that aside from major appliances, you're just gonna buy everything used mm-hmm. or pre owned. Like you might be able to save thousands of dollars a oh, year yeah. just doing that. Yes. So That wasn't my final thought, but we can go. (laughs) It could be. What's your final thought? It might be. We'll see.
1: (laughs) My final thought isn't a complete one. (laughs) It's an incomplete thought. But it is something I've been thinking about lately, which is the way that our culture devalues what I call maintenance work, Mm. which in the context of like living means a lot of things. But in the context of stuff, it's things like Cleaning filters, descaling coffee pots, hemming pans, fixing buttons, like everything requires maintenance. Yep. Even in the last four months, our air conditioner, our refrigerator, our oven, and a few other appliances in the house have conked out. And in the process of getting them repaired, I looked at the cost of a new one versus a used refurbished one versus just paying for the repair. And that process of comparing all of the price options that we had really imprinted itself in my brain and refreshed my ability to see all items as still usable and to refocus my time and energy on maintaining the things that I have. So I do think there's a relationship between Knowing and understanding that everything requires maintenance. Buying new does not absolve you of maintaining something and getting your budget in check and resisting this urge to buy new things all the time
0: yeah that's also a reminder that we need to call an electrician because I think there's a (laughs) larger issue going on (laughs) there probably is our uh, appliances should not be failing as often as they are that is also not my final thought my (laughs) final thought my true final thought is to also think about all the times especially for the married folks out there who maybe had a registry and got duplicate items right those are the types of things that also happen to pop up on these used marketplaces and so in a lot of cases we're not actually Talking about used or, you know, literally like old products. We're just talking about some people who had two. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather not give it away. I'd rather Mm -hmm. maybe sell it and earn a couple hundred bucks. So that's an opportunity as well. And it's a huge, think of it as more like a second hand marketplace. Think about the times where maybe you for Christmas went out and you won an iPad. Oh, yeah. And now
1: you know who's good for that? Restore. Restore. You have a restore in your area. There's a lot of stuff that gets left there from these construction sites, yeah. whether it's like leftover bathroom lights yep. or it's random, but it's not used. It's just they didn't need it. Correct. It was already paid for.
0: Correct. Like they opened the box and then they realized, oh, there's two of them. I don't need it. And yeah. what do we do with it? Let's owner change their mind for a discount. Right. Mm-hmm. So all of that to say, like when you're thinking about buying used or pre-owned products, I don't want you to. You know, hopefully that understanding helps to kind of squash any of the ick factor that you may be having. A lot of the stuff like actually hasn't been used, but it just isn't like straight from the distribution center or from the manufacturer. It's just pre-owned literally but not actually used used. so it's Mm. a great opportunity to save uh, and something I think more of us should be thinking about
1: yes well thank you for listening to another episode of the rich and regular podcast presented by success if you like what you heard please stop scrolling through ebay and poshmark and head on over to the ratings and review page and leave us a five-star rating and review we love you we love used (laughs) (laughs)